Here First is sponsored by UCS Healthcare, offering compassionate healthcare for all. Learn more about their services, including statewide access to medication-assisted treatment for alcohol and opioid use disorders at ucsonline.org. Today is Thursday. It is the 27th of July. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Michael Leland. It's another day of heat advisories and warnings across Iowa today, and officials remind employers to make sure they're taking precautions to make sure workers are safe during this week's high temperatures. IPR's Natalie Krebs reports. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration recommends employers set up a heat prevention program to ensure workers get enough water, rest, and shade during high temperatures. Matt Thurlby is an area director for OSHA based in Omaha. He says the heat can also affect people who work indoors, such as those who work in unair-conditioned warehouses. The inside of those structures, especially with direct warming from the sun, Uh, can actually get just as warm as, if not warmer, than it is outdoors. So it's very important that those folks are protected as well. The company has a viable heat prevention program. Workers who feel their employers are not providing enough heat protection measures should file a complaint with OSHA. Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley says he opposes the bill in the U.S. Senate that would require U.S. Supreme Court justices to create a code of ethics for themselves. Grassley's the ranking Republican on the Senate Judiciary Committee. He says the Democratic-backed bill passed the panel 11 to 10 last week on a party-line vote. Republicans feel, and I feel, that... uh, the congressional branch of government shouldn't be telling the judicial branch run by the Supreme Court and the Chief Justice how to run their branches. Recent reports have questioned actions by several justices on the nation's highest court. A Teamsters Union local says it may go on strike this weekend against a plant in Des Moines. They say wages and benefits for their workers at Amcor have eroded. More from IPR's Zachary Oren-Smith. Union workers at a packaging manufacturer in Des Moines are expected to strike this Saturday. The bargaining team for Teamsters Local 238 say they cannot recommend a contract that Amcor is calling its last, best, and final offer. Amcor is an international packaging manufacturer with revenues of more than $14 billion. The Teamsters represent 110 workers there. They say wages and benefits have not kept pace with the company's growth. Teamsters say a strike could disrupt the supply chains for Capri Sun fruit drinks, Slim Jims, and even coffee creamer cups used by Dannon. Amcor says it has tried to reach a resolution that satisfies the union while keeping the plant competitive. Some residents in a northwest Iowa county are asking local officials to enact a moratorium on wind turbine constructions in unincorporated areas of Dickinson County. Christine Van Cleek lives in a rural area outside Milford. She spoke at Tuesday's meeting of the Dickinson County Board of Supervisors. We've been informed that a wind developer will be submitting their application within the next month and that the application will be evaluated based on the current 2009 ordinance. The research data clearly shows that the current ordinance is not sufficient to protect the health, safety, and well-being of the residents of Dickinson County. Van Cleek says a moratorium should prohibit Dickinson County supervisors from receiving, reviewing, or approving any application for a wind turbine development. Pope Francis has appointed the Bishop of Davenport's Diocese to serve as the Archbishop of Dubuque. The Most Reverend Thomas Zincula will be the 11th Archbishop of Dubuque when he's ordained this fall. The previous Archbishop, the Most Reverend Michael Jekylls, resigned in April for health reasons. 
Archbishop-elect Zinkula is 66 years old. He grew up on a farm near Mount Vernon. He earned a law degree from the University of Iowa in 1983, and he was ordained as a priest in 1990. Zinkula says he is humbled and overjoyed to receive the appointment. He will be ordained as bishop in October. Let's hear first from IPR News. I'm Michael Leland. Can we heal the environment? In Kansas, we're working on it. Up From Dust is a podcast about how humans reshaped the world to fit urban landscapes and agricultural needs. We'll meet the people who are rolling up their sleeves to find more sustainable ways forward. Listen to Up From Dust from KCUR, part of the NPR Network. Denver Foot is a hairstylist, something they dreamed about as a kid. They grew up in Clear Lake and struggled to fit in in the predominantly white town. As we hear in this story, produced by Lucia Chang, Foot is finding a home in Des Moines, running for public office and trying to make a better home for everyone. Home is a multifaceted idea that is tied to community. And as I evolve and I grow, my community changes. Hello, my name is Denver Foot. I use they, them pronouns. I am a community organizer, an activist, renter, hairdresser, Medicaid recipient, and I am also a candidate for mayor of Des Moines. I have been locally organizing for years now around racial justice, bodily autonomy, and basic human rights. I love Iowa because it's where my family came from. I want to see Iowa thrive. I want to see Iowa not be so aggressive to underserved communities. I don't appreciate our most underserved communities getting just the short end of the stick. When I experienced brutality by the police, the people that uplifted me brought me meals. The people that uplifted me connected me with a lawyer. The people who uplifted me connected me to a therapist. I was like, these people are fighting for me even though I can't. I grew up in Clear Lake, Iowa, majority white community, um, a lot of like old money. And my family wasn't from Clear Lake. Like we weren't kind of the same cut of bread a little bit to say. My mother's side of the family immigrated from Mexico to Iowa to work in the cornfields. They moved to Iowa and to America to have this dream of something better. And what they were met with was low wages, racism, and oppression. We were a very working poor family. My father worked like 50 hours a week, and my mother was a chronic alcoholic. So it was like um, my home was a little broken growing up. And I remember going to school and like being made fun of for the clothes I wore because they weren't nice. I remember sometimes having to skip lunch because we couldn't afford it. And I was having really bad panic attacks to the point I was blacking out. And I think a lot of those emotions were not feeling like I fit into my community. It was a lot for a young person to go through. I started finding 
that my experiences were not singular and I deserved better. Like I deserved more. And I feel like here in Des Moines, I have found more of a home. Like Des Moines is my home now, but now I'm actually surrounding myself with people who have gone through these struggles or are affected by them. And there's also fighting for difference. You know, they're also um, alongside me for the ride. I wouldn't fight. I wouldn't try so hard to change things if I didn't think Iowa was home. Home is important. It's a place of warmth. It's a place of acceptance. It's a place of love. Gosh, I have a lot of love to give. <laughs> Denver Foot lives in Des Moines. Their story is among five produced at IPR this month in collaboration with the NPR Next Generation Radio Project. This week's theme is Home. Today's story was produced by Lucia Cheng. And this is Here First from IPR News. I'm Michael Leland. Have a great day.